and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Blue and yellow till our internet dies. <laughs> I'm Ian Tony Morris. <laughs> and I'm a frazzled Simon Sansbury. Okay, so um, sorry if you were following that, whatever the hell happened before between us. We don't quite know whether it's the connection my end or Ian's end, but Ian kept getting chucked out and I came across more blocky than an 8-bit game. Um, than an edition of Manic Minor, just without the, the good music. So um, we've got some great guests on tonight that thankfully, um, bless them, are being really, really patient. I'm going to whiz very, very quickly at the speed of light through um so we're on this day 10th anniversary of speak now taylor swift's third studio album um in 2010 and the 2012 double dip recession in the uk officially ends with a growth of one percent in gdp in the third quarter with help from the london olympic games um and all the way back in 2001 windows xp becomes available oh the the yearning for the times of windows xp so our guests that we've got on today, yeah, no, Ian. Real, no real time to focus on Taylor Swift, which is a shame, as I have an encyclopedic knowledge of her work. And uh, well, we just have to. That the, the album you reference comes after uh, her greatest seminal work, in my opinion, which is the album Fearless. Which, obviously, the opening four tracks are probably the strongest in any country pop album that we've seen this millennia. I guess we'll just have to shake it off, won't we? for another day yes so there we, we wheel our guests in, so our let, patient let's get our patient our patient guests in and and hope that their internet works better than ours does hello viola hello paula i'm muted can you hear me now yep we can hear you. yes fantastic excellent <laughs> we've got you i'm actually in my 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 bedroom because you know we're in a small house my husband is downstairs loud voice my sister-in-law lives with us watching television so i'm i'm upstairs in my bedroom <laughs> well um well thank you for joining us and thank you for putting up with our with our connection troubles i'm just going to make sure that paul is okay and then we'll <laughs> and then we'll kind of resume the vague plan that we had if that's all right hi paula Paula, you're still muted. Paula, you are muted. Shall I send her a message? If I, if I, if I send an ask on mute to Paula, yeah. then maybe, yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've got you. Oh, good grief. Um, whatever we've done to upset the internet gods, I'm not sure, but look, we, we're really sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry. It's Sunday evening. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for for bearing with us, and thank you to if there are actually any listeners left um, following us. Um, we did seem to have quite a few, so hopefully they haven't all been put off entirely by uh, by the shenanigans that we've had. Um, so, um, you guys have had a had a having a busy time of it of late. You're um, I'm I'm almost honoured that you're actually squeezing us into your hectic media schedule. This is a break. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's been pretty overwhelming simon well it's it, it it's good to see it getting some exposure and, and getting lots of interest um but well done to both of you for um you know for um taking those um taking those uh, media situations because i don't you know doesn't necessarily you don't necessarily get a chance to get everything across in a three minute soundbite that you know then, then someone else edits but um 
hopefully our questions will allow you to expand on things a little bit and um, and we and we don't edit you so um there is that so um so are we sitting comfortably shall we begin yes we can anytime come on simon hit but, us hard <laughs> fantastic okay so um that's not our style. No, it's no. not. It's not our style at all. We're um, joking. <laughs> um, Ian, Ian has um, given up on trying to join us by um, with um, with video and, and joined us by the phone. So, um, so that's why Ian is represented by a, basically a cool icon. Um, he's not trying to remain anonymous. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I guess probably the best place to start is um, if um, if I give you a chance to intru introduce yourselves. Um, so I'll go in the order that you, the, the, that we spoke to you just for any other reason other than it just makes sense. Um, Viola, uh, sorry. And is it Viola or is that, am I getting that right? No, you can call me Viola or Viola. Originally it is Viola. Right. I beg your pardon. So Viola, right. Okay. Viola. Okay. So, um, if you'd like to introduce yourself, that'd be great. Okay, now obviously my name is Viola. Um, I, <laughs> you can hear from my accent, uh, it's not British, but I am British and uh, German. I have both nationalities. Um, I came over about 13, 29 years ago. Uh, I'm a teacher, uh, teacher of English and German. Um, I met my husband here, of course. I never left England. I stayed and uh, never returned to Germany. I mean, of course, for visits. Um, I have two children. Um, they are now married. Uh, one already has got a wonderful young little baby boy, just six months old. And my son has got two dogs. Now we are still awaiting, seeing what's happening there. And then I've got also uh, another daughter from my husband's first marriage. And uh, she's got, or we've got two wonderful grandchildren. So three grandchildren, three children. Um, as I said, I did work as a teacher for many years here at various different secondary schools. And then I set off 2001 for some time off uh, sailing with my husband, who's a bit older than I am. And we um, explored a little bit the waters of the Mediterranean. And then I came back off on and off and on and off. And um, we, uh, yeah, we got involved with the local community and uh, that's where we are. Right. Crikey. Quite the, um, quite, quite the, um, quite the active um, and um, yeah, lots of, lots of stops there. So a tour around the Mediterranean, that seems quite, kind of quite tempting right now. Um, so, and we'll let Paula, um, Paula, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yes, hello, I'm Paula Savage and I am a mother of two myself. I'm also a singing teacher and I teach um, guitar and piano and I have studied sustainable design to master level. And yeah, I, uh, I'm getting my teeth into this campaign because I feel very strongly about green issues and uh, climate aware issues of course definitely okay so you and i might have to have a conversation at some point paula as i've been uh, i've been wrestling with the ukulele for a number of years now and mm -hmm. i was promised it was a really easy instrument to play but um not not in the hands of uh of a butcher like myself so so we've we maybe explore that one at the, uh, another time so so obviously um you know the the, the equine power line is sort of 
been in the fringe of the news um, for probably several months now, but just over the last few weeks, it really seems to have um, seems to have ramped up. So, Diola, could you just explain, you know, what what it is and and why, you know, why why you formed the organisation you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I have known about Equin for probably a couple of years or so year and a half. And uh, got involved originally. I went to meetings to keep Milton Green meetings, and we objected then to the route they proposed. And I mean, there were three routes originally, and we certainly didn't think that the route they have chosen would be the route we would be discussing now. Um, but what it triggered really about three weeks, and I can now say probably four days ago, um, Gerald put a post on Keep Milton Green. And in the post, he showed an affected area of the allotments, uh, Milton Peace and uh, Eastney. And what happened, I, 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 my husband actually and I, we, we, we took on an allotment about a year and a half ago. And uh, we looked at the plans and we said, this, this, this is not, that cannot be true. We were really, really surprised with what we saw should be happening. And it wasn't just horizontal drilling. They were asking for right, rights on the land to actually say they can take down structures and they can uh, dig up vegetation and they need it for maintenance. So um, on a Friday, so two days later, I went to the allotment. I was working like in my allotment a little bit on our allotment. And um, and I was thinking and thinking and suddenly Linda turned up. Now she's not with us today because she um, has got some health issues. Otherwise she would be with us today. And I said to Linda, what do you think about actually, you know, setting up a group on Facebook and just see what's happening? And, and, and she said, yeah, why should we not do that? Because we, we wanted to be too. And I hadn't actually met Linda beforehand. It's quite interesting. Anyway, so that that Friday afternoon, I went home, set up the Facebook group, and Linda got on as as an admin and myself as an admin. And I think what we realized within a day or two, how many people were, were actually angry, upset, concerned, worried. And that is where Paula came in because Linda, I think, suggested Paula to come in as another admin because we thought if that really takes off, we we definitely need more people on this. So that that's mm. how it started. So Paula, what's what, what's your role? So I'm an admin, and also um, I do a lot of research with Viola on the background of the company. Um, and basically what Aquin's proposal of where they're going to go, that sort of thing, you know, looking at what would be disrupting. So, yeah, so that's my role, really. Same, you know, we're just basically the admins of the of the Facebook group that have um, started, you know, and, you know, quite an ex- uh, powerful movement, I think. Yeah. Um, Definitely. I guess if our if our listeners aren't aware of the the, the sort of full backstory, I'll, I'll give you my um my sort of layman's understanding. And it, it, basically, there's a there's a big old cable coming across to France that will from France yeah. that allegedly will give us access to cheaper electricity. And I think you alluded to it, Viola. There are a number of routes that it could <laughs> make landfall at Portsmouth. Um, but it would seem to the casual observer that there are 
a lot less disruptive options than mm. the one that appears to be mm. being chosen, which, if, if my understanding is right, is sort of landfall Eastney through the allotments and then up the Eastern Road. Mm. Yeah, do you, do you that, want us to answer? Yeah, please. Yeah. Now, I think, you know, what, what I have to actually go to the history of when we, 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 I mean, history in three weeks, isn't that amazing, you know? Um, mm. what, what, what happened originally, you know, when, when we set up the group, we thought, oh, you know, this is the route through Portsmouth we are really objecting to. It was really about this, 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 like you just described, from Eastney going along um, Brentsbury Park under the allotment, under the nature res uh, reserve, then along um, Eastern Road, and then we, we sort of stopped really, you know, first. But as we as we build up the group, we had more and more people coming from Lovedean, from Waterlooville, from Denmead. And they all said, please don't forget us. We really want to be included. We don't want this cable. So we included all those people, you know, along the road more and more. And we actually, yeah. after the news today, we must have had about 20, 25 people joining us. And, um, and then we started to doing a little bit more digging. I mean, I'm a no expert. Don't forget three weeks ago, I had no, I had an idea, but a very vague, like, mm. just like you. Um, but we, we, we actually looked at the whole issue and we, 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 we looked at COVID, we looked at Brexit, we looked at the energy policies and, and it, 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 it sort of came as an idea do we really need this cable? They're already interconnected cables. They're already some more in construction. And let's not forget that this interconnector cable is uh, the first privately funded interconnector cable. So you say cheaper, you say cleaner. Now we did ask ourselves the question and what didn't come across really in the news today is when we talk about greener and cleaner energy, 70% of, of, of France's energy is nuclear. Now, is that cleaner? Just a question, I'm no expert. And cheaper, uh, we can come to that a little bit later because it's quite complicated. It's a lot of um, jargon, lots of people will not understand, and I myself, I'm still sort of like getting through all this, talking about mm. PCI project of common interest and exemption, and, and all I know so far is that Ackman has asked to be exempted. Now, what does that mean for us? Exempted of what? Uh, does it mean prices can be put up, put down as we go along, or, you know, we are told these things, but when it comes to us, is that going to be the truth? So it's um, I mean, it, it must be kind of quite a thing to. I mean, are you both talking about the the research? I mean, it seems that from a cursory glance, there's enough of it. That if you printed it off, you'd fill in the harbour. Um, yeah. So it's, and that's a that's a kind of an inter an interesting angle you were, you were talking there. Is that we wanted to ask? Is that are the objections based on the concept of the interconnect interconnector per se, or about how, uh, or about the specific plans and the routes? Um, or because of because of the way that actually the issue the issue has been handled, is it you know what would you what would you say is kind of driving it, Paula? It's Paula, do you want to come first? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, Paula. Ah, well, I'm just saying it's a real mix of um, objections. I mean, the, it's not renewable energy. We're not, you know, that's one thing. It's not green, and we're supposed to be striving to be going forward with 
green, you know, renewable energy, you know, wind, wind power or solar energy. And um, so, and, and if you go back to their tariff, I mean, there's no guarantee that, that it's going to be cheaper for a start. I mean, that's just, I feel like they're being a bit of a salesman with it, you know, as opposed to it, it's, what benefit are we going to have from this cable? You know, and then you talk about the disruption of it. You know, it's, that's just endless. I mean, you could talk about so many different aspects of the, the disruption of it, just coming from where the land fall off the cable, going through the park, the, the, you know, the allotments, then up through the nature reserve. You know, there's over 200 different species of wildlife plants and birds and, you know, marine life. You can't disrupt that. Why, why would you even want to? Biodiversity is, is, is extremely important extremely especially right now and um and then going up eastern road we're already portsmouth is so polluted at illegal levels you know more disruption to um traffic would be detrimental to people's house um you know the, the traffic would be pushed elsewhere it's it, that that in itself i mean that's just another one you know another pocket of why not you know, and um, and then carrying on up through to um, Love Dean. It's just, it's, we don't need it. There's one that's just coming over to Fairham. Why would we want another interconnected mm. cable that's um, not even needed? I just don't, you know, that's, that's my take on it anyway. Can, can I add another point as well? I mean, yeah, what, 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 we, what we've also found out is um, a French guy joined us on the, on the, on the Facebook page. And I dug a bit deeper and sent a message over to the journalist who wrote the article. And then he passed me on to uh, an equivalent, really, um, movement over there uh, called No Aequis President. And in actual fact, it's very, very interesting because the French reject this, pro pro this, this project. And they don't want it, like us here, they don't want it in their villages. They say health issues are connected with these cables. Um, they also, Equant has actually got problems getting a license. This PCI status is quite of quite a big importance. In 2017, applied for it. In 2019, and published in 2020, and that's what I've learned, it was withdrawn. And they didn't, didn't get exemption either. So the French are rejecting it. They don't want it. And then Ackman took them to the European court um, to try to, 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 to get this license. So now we've got to ask ourselves as well, why do the French reject it? Mm. So where, where do we go from here then? Um, we have to really, really take into account as well Brexit. And that is one of the, the, the big issues, you know, where do we stand in energy policy when we look at Brexit and we see all the negotiation, uh, negotiations are not going so well? I think that would be a, that would be a fair comment um, that these negotiations are, are, are not going as well. So I guess that the, the question for me, just based on that, that conversation is that, um, is that who, who actually wants this cable? You know, exactly. who, who's kind of who, who's driving the you know because it, it, it it's it, it strikes me that it, it, it's you know there's going to be an impact it's a significant somebody's 
investing a lot of money to wheel the cable across from France. And I guess so. So who's who's asking for it? What do you think? <laughs> I, 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 I'm, as I say, I, I, I am in no expert in this subject. So I'm, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for answers in the same way you are. I mean, let's let's look at a few points. I think you know. I mean, first of all, like look at the communication. Now, Ekman said and says that the consultation process was good, satisfactory, and we have had enough opportunities. Now, if you ask people, I just had today after the news, we had a, had a comment from one of the um, uh, Facebook members who just joined. She said, Equant, I had no idea about it. I did not know about Equant. Now, okay, we could say information was there, but it, it was certainly not pushed forward. And the consultation process, according to a lot of members who joined us, said it was poor, there was not enough information, the language is arcane, very difficult to understand. So, so people are struggling. I had somebody sending me an email and saying, Viola, I don't understand the word. Now, how, how can you make a decision if you don't understand what you are actually talking about? Because when you look at these documents, which we are doing every day, it is very difficult. There are hundreds, there are thousands, you know, of documents to actually go through to find out what the meaning of those documents are. It's just impossible. So that's the communication side. Now, if we if we if we look at who is benefiting from it. Now, as I said earlier, on it is the first privately funded interconnector project the first one is it isn't it 1.3 billion or something is that is that what the project's worth is that yes yes that, that that's what 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 is said so far but that is with the predictions we have mm -hmm. and we don't know whether things are going wrong if we look at the soil um in 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 the allotments or along milton and i talked today to one of the councillors and then you know they have actually put forward their 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 sort of concerns what about if this horizontal drilling doesn't go ahead then they can dig trenches if they have got access to the land so there are all these problems you've got all these investigations and prognosis but when you get out there there's real concern from the people along along the moorings way i mean i live i live down this way and and people say to me i'm worried about it it's an excellent fill who knows what's down there asbestos there are methane sort of outlets you know what's going to happen we haven't even touched yet the traffic mm. or climate change yeah yeah well there's every chance with portsmouth's rich history that there will be all sorts of ordinance in there that they're going to have to deal with as part of that so interestingly looking at it you know and again I, i've been following this online probably only for a couple of weeks but there does seem to be you know again this is a, a broadly politics show there does seem to be concerns expressed across the political spectrum in portsmouth so yeah. do you feel there is a consensus of support for you you know from a from a cross party perspective this seems something that the that all of the parties in Portsmouth are are unhappy. Quite an on our side, you know, backing the campaign and back and and objecting 
and all the parties and the, and the Facebook group has welcomed all parties. I mean, I'm a Labour candidate, but it's not, you know, it's, it's all parties are welcome, all. And um, it's, it's been quite nice engaging and it was brilliant at the demonstration, seeing everybody together, you know, and saying mm. hello to all the people, you know, you can't, because there is always a little bit of a, you know, it, it's uh, sometimes I feel a bit uncomfortable, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's great. It's, you know, it is cross party and it's, it's, it's something that's quite important, you know, well, not quite, it is extremely important to get behind because the city is so polluted and, you know, we need to look after our green spaces, definitely. And also, if you look at, you know, why it's coming here, I mean, I'll let Riona explain that, but yeah, it's, it's, it shouldn't be happening. It, it's wrong on every level, really. It does seem to be a bit nonsensical as to and um, Fiona if, you, if you'll explain perhaps why why we're the lucky ones um, in inverted collars um, but it seems you know <laughs> why, why why would any any um, sane person choose to decide to drag a cable through the second most densely populated city in the country that's only got three roads on and off I mean anybody that lives near here would know that's an absolutely silly thing to try and do um, but what's the what's the background as to why, why we're the quote-unquote lucky ones I mean, I've, I've, I've got to be very careful here with what I'm saying, you know, when I think uh, your question early, early on about who is benefiting from it, if I just give a little bit more background, if I may dare to say, because there were articles put onto our web page, uh, onto our Facebook page, and I think it is important that we include that as well, articles about Tory donations, for a million pounds. Uh, we had articles about secretaries of states to recuse themselves from the Equin project because they were too close to the applicant. Mm -hmm. And you do have to ask yourself now why. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very touchy. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving any answers here, but these questions have been raised. And I think they have to be openly discussed as well. If all the MPs, councillors, residents, landowners are against this cable, you have to ask yourself, why do we not have the right to decide that this cable is not coming through mm -hmm. here? But at the same time, that is how we worked probably a couple of weeks ago. We have to say out to ourselves, we don't want to push the problem somewhere else and say, come on, Hailing Island or East Woodrings, mm -hmm. you can take it, we can't. Uh, it's not fair onto them either. So we, we have to really ask ourselves why. Now, um, I'm a bit suspicious here because, but I have to, I have to just say it. Um, I don't know whether you knew, but Ackman is trying to sneak in a, two data cables as well at the same time as the electric cables are going through. Did you know that, Simon? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm aware that they're, um, they're installing fiber optics at the same time. I've, yes. I've seen that I in mean, the details. I say, three weeks ago, I had no idea. Now they also got code powers, code powers. That means they can erect poles, what they call optical regeneration stations, they can erect uh, cabinets mm -hmm. anywhere along the way of these optical data cables. Now, there's not a lot we know, mm -hmm. but we do know that these cables are not there just to help the electric cables, they are for up for commercial use. Yeah. Now, if you think about this, 
then and we don't know who is going to actually run these cables later on there i don't know whether they are progress or not i've got no idea i'm no expert all i know that that was sort of sneaked in and uh, with a little bit of digging what we've done we looked at some of these um optical regeneration states uh, stations yeah. and they, they talk stations i only know of one at the moment and if you know portsmouth a little bit uh, Cumberland um, car park is going to be not totally taken over by one of these stations, but certainly a huge area. Now, I don't think many people have been aware of this. And, and I do wonder whether, you know, just, 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 uh, just the question, is that why we go to go through the highly populated uh, area of Portsmouth to be closer to people? I don't know, but it could be a question. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I mean, I obviously don't know any when near as much detail as as, as you two, but uh, from my understanding, the the construction at Fort Cumberland Car Park, because that's where where the landfall is, isn't it? Is is pretty much near there, and is that where the effectively the I, I mean, forgive my lack of technical knowledge, but the you know effectively, there's, I think someone said that it's like a three meter tall build, two three meter tall buildings they want to put there to do whatever needs to be done to the power. That's going backwards and forwards down the interconnector. That's it, that. That's kind of what the construction is there. Is that is that right? I I'm, I can't talk a lot about this, but what I know is there will be structures for yeah. the electric cable, and there will be structures for the data cable. Okay. Yeah. So there is there is I mean as 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 far as I know, but again, Simon, I'm I'm not an expert, mm -hmm. and I've only started three weeks ago reading, and I can't get through all these millions of documents. The mountain of documents, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So, but but I think you know that we 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 have to look at that, mm -hmm. and and ask ourselves, you know, has there been a separate application for it, or you know, it's a lot of questions to be answered, which which still are very very unclear. Yeah. Because I do not understand why we have to go through Portsmouth and why we have to... I, I'm just trying to make sense of this all. Yeah, and, and that's possibly... Yeah. Sorry, go on, Paula. I was just going to say, and the other concern um, is there's no guarantee that those cables won't need any maintenance over the next 40 years. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, that's even more disruption, isn't it? And and the um, electromagnetic field; those cables are so powerful. You know that is it's quite scary, really. Yeah, it's quite concerning. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess there's I guess there's kind of technical concerns that people have about, and you know whether whether they are whether they're you know founded in you know in, or, or not. At the end of the day, those concerns need to be addressed. Surely that's you know that's that's the way to get the community on side is to try and actually address those concerns re respond to them um and um and and also kind of deal with that so aside from you know those sorts of technical issues or, or concerns about the technology you've also got the um you know you've also got the the concern that there's this thing that is happening to people that they don't necessarily is it really that you're getting a sense that people don't have a have a feeling of they've got a power to do something forgive the pun that they've got a control to do something about it because the decision isn't made by people that are accountable to them it's made by it's made by other people um yeah. is, is that kind of driving the frustration do you think is that is that part of the concern that people have well i think because it's um not local authority that are making the decision about this is that i mean that is really 
but well that's very frustrating and um and i i a few of us sent off petitions to a parliamentary mm. one came back with a real interesting um answer saying that local authority should have because i asked for um local authority to have the power to object to certain planning going on in in local areas protecting mm -hmm. green spaces etc etc and it, and it came back to saying that um, local authorities should have the right to and to object, but it, for some reason on this they don't. And so it, yeah. you know, that, that's pretty frustrating because, and I know that pro, you know the council would have objected, mm -hmm. but it, it, it's still not right whether they would or not. It's you know local authorities should have the right to object to something that is going to have such an impact on such a densely populated city mm -hmm. you know it's already in a legal levels of pollution and you know and because we need our greener spaces left you know and, and and protected and and preserved and you know and why and 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 also the i mean the allotments that is so unfair to even put that those people through that anxiety to think that it might happen or or you know, one minute they're saying they're not going to dig it up, and then and then the next minute they're showing a map of uh, the map of the area of plots that are going to be disturbed. You know, and that there's no clarity on that. There's no. That's another thing that's that's not fair. Is you know, there's no one hundred percent. This is not going to happen, or one hundred percent. This is mm. going to happen. You know, and I mean that's. It's not, you know, people have had those allotments for years. That's established, established yeah. soils, you know, an area of, that people go to for solace. And, you know, it's their it's their hobby or, you know, a lot of people are there hmm. every day. Can't do that. Ian, did you want to come in and then I was going to give um, Viola yeah. a chance to, to, to come back? Hello. Yeah, that's, I, I guess my, my, my thought process here, just on, on, on kind of what we've talked through, is that, you know, We've got a, a Labour MP, a Conservative MP, and a Lib Dem council, all of whom are saying absolutely not. This should not happen here in Portsmouth. I guess the the, the question for me is that, you know, how much time have we got before bulldozers start digging holes? Yeah, I can answer that question, Ian. Um... I think the first thing we have to say really, really clearly, because a lot of people came back and said, you know, not, not a lot of people, that's not true, very few people. Um, they said, this is a done deal, stop it, don't waste your energy. But I have to say, this is not a done deal. We are at the moment at the examination process, which will finish beginning of March. Now we have every power to raise our concerns. And I know from, from all the other local authorities, and that isn't just Portsmouth City Council, it is uh, Winchester, it is Havant, it is whoever is on that route, they have all expressed their concerns. Every single authority, as far as I know, has actually said, no, we do not want this cable going through on this route as we are talking about. And they are starting, or, or I, I don't know exactly, but they are questioning, is this cable necessary? Is it really necessary? 
And um, in terms of timing, I think as it is, is once this, 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 this examination process is over, then it is put forward to the Secretary of State, who then if finally will make the decision. So it, it is not at all a done deal. And even though we are a little bit late, I think we should have started much earlier to raise our voices. And I think what you, you can see is from the last three weeks, we really, really have achieved a lot mm. in three weeks. And if we make our residents more aware of what's happening, what's involved, what damage it can do, and 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 probably will do because nobody really knows yet exactly we can have all these these reports but we do know what Paula said that Portsmouth is highly polluted climate change is not going to be stopped through mitigation we know it is a problem we know it can interfere with the sea defenses we are just working on the sea defenses so we have to really 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 take this seriously and this is one of those things where we have to be we say no stop it I did say Aquin's own environmental report. Now, I did look at that because that was my interest side of things. Um, their own report says that the area they are going, the landfall of the cable is a very sensitive area. They know this. So that, that I find that very nonsensical. So why are you going to put your cable there? Or why do you want it there? You know. I, I think that's a really valid point, Paula, because again, when I've, I've looked at some of the other routes, and whilst, you know, to the point you made, we, we, you know, this isn't about just let's push the problem, you know, mm. elsewhere, but, but it did seem to me that there were, there were routes which were much less environmentally invasive. Yeah. Mm. So it, it seems there's lots of, there's lots of elements to it that, um, and to be fair, the kind of the point about, you know, it, you know, suggesting, you know, just kind of moving it somewhere else is, is kind of something that's, um, that's come up in the chat is that, so on, on many levels, it, it seems to kind of raise lots of questions, not all that have immediate answers, which are kind of, do we actually need it? Why here? Why do it this way? As in why engage or, and I use the word engage in inverted, you know, in quotes, um, all of those, all of those things are kind of if you want to deliver anything and want it to want it to work and want it to be a success it's almost like it it, it, it kind of circles back to the point that just doesn't in some in so many ways it doesn't seem to add up but i guess if you are not having to if you're not being forced to engage with local people or with local authorities because the decision is being made elsewhere it's kind of easy to to conclude that maybe because the decision is being made elsewhere that that those those attempts aren't being made. I'm sure, obviously, Aquin will will quite understandably have a different view on that. They'll, as far as they're concerned, I'm sure they would be saying that they are engaging, and they and they are responding. Um, but it it, it kind of uh, it, this is the thing that kind of scratches I scratch my head about this is that I don't I don't get why this is why this is necessary why you would do it this way, and why you would do it in this place. And Simon, I think another factor we mustn't underestimate is COVID, isn't it? I mean, people already already on so many different levels and in my person saying 
I've already got so much to consider. Why do I have to now start worrying about this as well on top of everything yeah. else, which is already around? So, and and we don't know long how long COVID lasts. So what about if we start working on this cable and then we have to stop again because of COVID because we can't do it. And then we are left somewhere with, with some drillings underneath. And we've got, it, it's not the time for it. Hmm. Definitely not now the time because we know with Brexit, we haven't got any idea what's going to happen. We have a health crisis, we have an economic crisis, and we we, we, we want to start a project like this. What's the, what's the sort of um, yeah. timeline in, in what's kind of, you know, when, when is it likely, to, if it goes ahead, I mean, assuming it goes, you know, when, when's, it, when's it likely to take place? Do we, do we have any idea on that? I don't even want to think about that yet, but I think I think that looking looking at the next half year in terms of um, for if if you know our listeners, um, what you still can do if you're affected in any way, you can write still objections. You mm -hmm. can ask to, um, to participate in the open floor hearing in December on the seventh and on the eighth of December, and on the eleventh another one. Um, you, you, you can ask to take part, you can ask to, to express your concerns. Now, uh, as I said, March, beginning of March, the examination process will be finished, then it will be passed on. And I, I mean, when you look at the timetable, I think they were wanting to start 2021, 22, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sort of like, you know, I've got to look at that no, myself that's... again. At the moment, all my energy and all our efforts mm -hmm. are going really trying to inform people. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So, it, I mean, if you, I mean, if you wouldn't mind, once so... we've, sorry, and if I can, I'll, I'll come to you in a second. If that's all right. Sorry, mate. It's, sure. It is a bit tricky with the lag and obviously with Ian just joining by phone. Um, so apologies. What I was just going to say is, please, by all means, um, can you send us the links to however people can do join those meetings and we'll we'll share those um with the with the podcast in the podcast details um and actually from our from our page so that we you know so that people can actually click through and, and get to those um and um yeah i'll i'll, I'll if i let, give you a chance to have <laughs> to to say something sorry mate no i was i was about to ask the same is that you know again look this is it, it's very rare when we kick about these kind of topics that all colours of Portsmouth politics, the red, the yellow, the blue and the green, all come together mm. with one accord and say, do you know what, we agree on this. And this for me is something where, you know, again, on behalf of the people of Portsmouth, I'd like to thank you both and the people that work with you for, you know, taking the time, the effort and the energy to get this going. And it, it, it feels to me like this is something that, you know, as many Portsmouth residents as can possibly get behind and, you know, our friends out in Waterlooville and Love Dean and and it, it sounds like we've got we've got maybe five months to make so much noise that we, we yeah. potentially could change the path. And Ian, don't forget the French. Don't forget the French because they are a real part of us now. We've mm -hmm. had a Yep. the vice president joining as well and i think it what's going on over in france is really important for us as well that's great so if on on that subject we want to get obviously more people involved what's the best way for them to to get involved and get in contact is it to what what would you say is the best way to well, do it we've got the facebook group mm -hmm. um and but we are also in the process of delivering 
a lot of leaflets, like a letter explaining what Aquind is to a lot of households. Um, I think we're going to do 10,000 at first. Start with, yeah. Yeah, just to um, to inform everyone in the, in the immediate, well, in, that, in, in Milton, basically, that area. Um, yeah, so, and on there, there will be, because there's a lot of people that aren't on the internet, that aren't on Facebook. Yeah. You know, they're mm. impacted too. So that's, you know, that's what our next step is. We do have a Zoom meeting tomorrow evening. Um, that's via the Facebook group, yes, Viola, that's right, isn't yep. it? At seven, seven o'clock. Um, it's up to 100 people, but um, we're hoping, you know, that we're going to have quite a lot of people um, join that. And we'll have, it's an open discussion. So, yeah, it's just going forward from now, you know, it's it's... it's it's, it's just getting it out there, you know. Mm. And I think the other things we can add as well is like, you know, first of all, get yourself knowledgeable, read, ask, ask questions, uh, write to your MPs, mm. ask them to take the questions to Parliament, ask your councillors to take on your views. And so we are uniting everybody and making sure that we are a solid front, really, to help and support this project to be stopped. That's it's, a, it's, it's, it's the local authority. That's what's really um, awful about this, is that local authority does not have a say. And that is, that's, you know, that's no. another one. And the, the, administ the council have said that they, they've set aside some money to basically get some lawyers involved and to and to you know to try to fight the good fight in re regards to that as well haven't they so it's so it, it, it is i mean it, it is at least heartening to see that you know you've got the local council you've got people that are politically engaged of wh whatever political persuasion and people obviously or that aren't you know of a of a you know attached to a political party all of them seem to be you know just in the chat i've got you know people from from across the political spectrum you know saying how how you know you know um, Simon Bosch talking about you know football fields in um, Drayton and Farlington that they're going to lose, and I've got other people commenting that you know people in in Drayton just aren't aware of it and just haven't heard, and, and it's it's good to see everybody kind of coming together on something that everybody seems to be really really annoyed about. Um, we didn't think it was worth trying to get someone on that actually was in favour of it. We thought that <laughs> that was a, that was um, a bit of an exercise in futility. Um, but, um, but yeah, sorry, go on, Paula. This is another thing. So I've had a few discussions with people that don't understand why it's bad. And they're all, come on, it's going to be cheaper energy. And there's no guarantee on that. Even if you get away with the fact that it's not renewable, because I mean, you know, I'm going to keep going on about it. It's not renewable. We, you know, we should be striving for green energy, blah, blah. But, you know, it's, it's, we have no guarantee about the tariff of it. And once, you know, I mean, that, they could be charging anything. Hmm. Okay, I guess if you, what what else could you spend 1.2? I mean, obviously, the, the, you know, it's not a choice, but if you had 1.2 billion to spend, how much green investment in generation could you make with, with that, I, I guess, is the... Well, lots of the big companies are investing in um, renewable energy. Mm -hmm. Not the oil companies are, you know, there's six major companies already investing in renewable energy. Yeah, it's, and that's what we should be doing. Going forward, 
And, you know, Simon, one thing we haven't actually mentioned today at all is, is if we look at what COVID has done and what climate change is asking us to do, I know we, we, we I don't know, we don't forget, but I think what we all have to learn is, apart from big corporations, you know, really, really, really pushing, pushing hard that we are getting, you know, our, our carbon dioxide levels down because we know otherwise what would happen. But I think we all have to pay a part, play a part as well, because, you know, we, we, we have to change our ways of living a little bit, you know? I mean, we have to perhaps think about whether we use the car every day and whether and how we use our, our our uh, our waste we have uh, you know produced over every day and and I think there are real real changes happening and and when you look back at when COVID first started how people said oh when how nice it was to listen to the birds yeah. when you got out and we didn't have the cars on the street and how blue the skies were I know it's it's not far reached at all I really think it is we all play a part in this Definitely. Definitely. So, Viola, Paula, um, thank you so much for today. Time has caught up with us. We'd love to have you back on again um, later in the year to see how this is all progressing. So, we'd want to thank you for your contributions today and um, and uh, more power to your campaign going forward. And thank, thank you. Thank, thank you so much. And uh, do spread the word, please. You know, the more people we have together, the more we are united, the more we can do. Indeed, we we certainly Perfect. will. Please, please uh, ping us those details, and we we'll share them when we uh, when we post the post the, the podcast up to the so that you can if you've not been following live today, then you can listen to the podcast via your preferred per, per, your preferred podcast purveyor, um, and um, and you can catch up with all of our podcasts there. But please do also follow us on our Facebook page, um, so that's a Pompey Politics podcast. But please follow uh, follow Let's Stop Aquind, their Facebook page. Um, to get involved and, um, and and see how we can join up all of those those many voices. But thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Ian. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. No You've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Blue and yellow till we die. I'm glad I've been Ian Tiny Morris. <laughs> and our guests have been Paula. Thank you, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> and Viola. Thank you. And I've been Simon Sansbury. We will start a record.